Ava Hartling. Welcome to the Brand is Female podcast. Every week, I speak with women changemakers and founders who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandysfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. This episode of The Brand is Female is brought to you by the University of Toronto and Rotman School of Management's one-year executive MBA program. In only 13 months, you can earn your MBA outside of regular working hours, which means you can keep succeeding in the workplace while directly applying your new skills for immediate impact. With more people coming back to the office, now's a great time to stand out at your place of work with impressive business acumen, leadership, and strategic skills. The Rotman School is committed to gender equity and is supportive in their aim to elevate female leaders. You won't be on your own. Executive MBA participants benefit from Rotman's excellent reputation, top faculty, and a strong network for life. They also get best-in-class leadership development and career services, including career support after graduation. Apply now to start in fall 2022 for your chance to be selected for a generous merit-based entrance award. Visit the website to find out about the program and sign up for a webinar to learn more. Visit www.rotmanemba.com. That's R-O-T-M-A-N-E-M-B-A.com. Sammy Chronic grew up in Toronto and started building companies in the health and wellness industry, always with a focus on women and fitness. Launching her first company while still in university, she traveled to schools across Canada and she led group fitness events, that provided female students with personalized workout guides. After graduating from Queens, she had the idea of starting her own boutique boxing studio after seeing the increasing boxing trends in the American fitness industry. Now, two years later, Sammy's boxing studio, Beatbox, is back in full force after weathering the pandemic. Here is our conversation. Sammy, it's great to welcome you on The Brand is Female today. Thank you so much for making time to speak with me. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. (laughs) I like to start these conversations by kind of rewinding time a little bit. And I want to ask you, when you were a young girl growing up, what did you think you'd be doing as a career later in life? And did it have anything to do with what you're actually doing today? That's such a good question. Um, It definitely didn't have anything to do with what I was doing. Um, I wanted probably to be a doctor for a long time. I went to school. I always liked science and math, I guess. And um, when I was older, I went to university. I went to Queen's University um, just outside Toronto. And I went into sciences thinking, you know, probably I would go to med school. Um. And then it was very, very, you know, difficult, obviously, all the courses, everything, but I just wasn't loving it. It wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do. I did finish like with a science degree and I really enjoyed it. But in my last, I would say my last year of um, university, so not until fourth year, I, um, my friend was building a company himself, like, um, and he was building a food service company, like similar to you know, an Uber Eats type of thing. And I remember I would sit beside him in class and I'd be like, I'm so jealous. Like he's just building his, you know, I thought it was so cool. Um, what he was doing, he was just on his laptop, not listening in class, building a website. Um, 
So I liked that. And I was like, <laughs> got a little jealous. <laughs> um, good, good reason to become an entrepreneur. Exactly. So I was like, oh, I could do that. Anyway, so that I guess that, you know, I didn't like what I was doing in school. And then I took my only business course once in fourth year. And I really enjoyed it. And then it kind of, you know, I think naturally, I just started, um, you know, starting my own type of company. So in, in university, I started personal training people, just my friends, just for fun, because mm-hmm. no one knew how to work out. So I, I helped mm-hmm. them, I guess. Um, and then from there, I, you know, came up with the idea of just helping, you know, more female students at universities, because I felt like there was, I was always like the only girl in the Queens gym. It's like a huge gym and mm-hmm. all the boys are like weightlifting and <laughs> I'm just there alone. Um, so I started building like a website for this first company um, in university and I would go around to schools and I would help girls work out. Like I would lead workout classes and give them programs. And cause I felt like no girls knew how to work out at school. I was so shocked and I grew up playing sports. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I've always been working out my, I live with a lot of boys in my family. So I just like, didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it kind of started. But no, to answer your question, I was, thought I would be a doctor. <laughs> so nothing to do with what I'm doing. I mean, um, the business that I went into, like training and building a gym and all that stuff, you know, I learned, I special, like my major was in anatomy and physiology and biology. So in that sense, I did start a business that I knew about, you mm-hmm. know, but um, no, I, I didn't even know. I would never consider taking a business course or degree. So very different. So who would you say where, I mean, you mentioned your friend was, you know, building his own business, but did you have role models along the way and maybe uh, women specifically who inspired you uh, or other entrepreneurs around you? Like who was a source of inspiration? That's a good question. Um, Yeah. I mean, to build the business I did build, which is Beatbox, the gym, this boxing studio. Um, you know, there was this this one woman. I'm in Toronto. Are you guys in Toronto? I'm based in Montreal, but okay. spend a lot of time in Toronto as well. <laughs> okay, so our family friend opened a spin studio in Toronto, mm-hmm. and uh, this woman, she, you know, um, older than me, an adult, but I was very like I loved it. I thought it was so cool. It was years before I opened mine. Um, but there were no cool spin studios yet too. Like that mm-hmm. was, you know, it's probably almost eight years ago now. Um, and I, I, like I told you, I always grew up with doing a lot of fitness and working out. And in Toronto, mm-hmm. there was no, you know, no cool studios of anything. It yeah. was, you know, personal training or, yeah. yeah, very traditional, very boring and stuck up. Mm-hmm. So she opened a really fun spin studio. So I of course love that. And, um, I definitely, she helped me open my studio a lot, which was great. Like she, like I called her all the time asking for advice, all that stuff. Um, so she was a, definitely a, an inspiration when I wanted to open this studio. Um, but yeah, there, there, that wasn't, there wasn't really anyone that I was like, Oh, I want to do exactly what she did. You know, I kind Mm -hmm. of, what more inspired me, I feel like was what I wasn't seeing in Toronto Mm -hmm. and, I was like, why can't I do that? You know, I want to do that. I So I didn't have, you know, I didn't have that classic someone to like, you know, completely look up to. I think, you know, I saw companies in the States and I saw 
what we didn't have. And I was like, this is silly. Mm -hmm. There's so much room here and no one's doing it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so, but, but she was my biggest role model for sure. And and she was female. (laughs) And uh, what did, I mean, you opened what is a boxing gym. What's the feedback? Um, You know, typically I think we picture men, male boxers. It's more of a guy's sport, generally speaking. (laughs) Like what was the feedback when, you would tell people that's what you were doing. I think people thought I was definitely crazy, which I probably a hundred percent was, <laughs> you know? Um, also not only did people think I was crazy, but it was, I was, yeah, I'm young. So mm-hmm. it was also like, Oh, what gyms have you worked at before mm-hmm. where, you know, and I hadn't ever, they're like, have you ever even like taught a fitness class? I'm like, no, <laughs> my parents are like, why don't you go teach at another gym first? And mm-hmm. I was like, no, because then someone else is going to open this boxing gym and you only mm-hmm. have a few, you know, there's only so much time that we're missing something in Toronto that you already see New York has or LA has. And, yeah. you know, it's it like someone's going to do it. If you weren't doing it. Somebody else would grab yeah, it. For sure. So people thought I was crazy for sure. But um, yeah. I, you know, when I came up with the business plans and all that stuff, I really wanted it to be, you know, marketed towards girls as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were building the space, I can show you if you want, but it's very um, warm and comfortable in here. It's not intimidating. It's not scary. It's Mm -hmm. very clean. It's very, you know, it's too nice in here. So um, girl, you know, naturally it was, it like females were drawn to it, I think, because of, you know, it was, it's, it doesn't look like a, underground boxing gym very intimidating it's 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 very it's a welcoming space so I had to you know the designers that helped me build it they knew that you know everyone knew what I wanted it to be like um and I think then and then it just goes to marketing like who are you trying to attract and you know we I would say like 70 percent of people that come here are women probably that's amazing that's really cool it's great and is it for women generally? Is it like, what's the feedback? Is it the first time they're doing boxing? Was it like appealing to them? And finally they found a spot where they feel comfortable doing a sport. Definitely. Like I think, you know, some women come here, they've been boxing forever and they, mm-hmm. you know, used to do it. Um, but they love it. Like, I think it makes them feel really strong. It makes them feel mm-hmm. really, you know, um, cool and, um, you know, something that like not, not necessarily running or spinning or anything else does. So I think they really feel like empowered by it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, they really enjoy it. A lot of women come that have never boxed before. There's just not much opportunity, I guess, to box unless you're confident and like, you know, you're going to these gyms, but a lot of, you know, a lot of first timers come here and they, yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. good like intro to boxing for them and, and they get hooked very fast. They really mm-hmm. love it. It's great. It's very addicting. Were there obstacles, challenges that you faced when you first opened the business? It was also your first business from, from what I understand. So mm-hmm. was there anything that you hadn't foreseen something that, you know, was a little bit more challenging and we know as entrepreneurs, there's always you know, stuff that comes up, but maybe something that you, you didn't expect would be an obstacle when you first launched and first opened. Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, definitely. Everything was an obstacle. It was so hard, you know, every single thing was a challenge. So 
what I, you know, you kind of expect it to be hard, but it's then like a 10 times harder than what you expect. Um, the build out was really difficult, you know, like building the actual space. That was very hard, but I kind of expected that. I think the one thing that I thought would come really easy that didn't, um, was just like the marketing part. I thought, you know, just being a young, you know, I would be able to just do it so easily because we grew up on social media and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I can, you know, everyone, the classes will be full. Everyone will be at the gym, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was definitely more of a challenge. And I thought like I needed help. I needed people. I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to spend all my time on social media. So I had to get someone to do it. And Mm -hmm. for me, so I thought that was definitely like the marketing aspect, just getting new people to the gym and getting, you know, that was the hardest part for sure. Mm -hmm while we were open. Um, and I thought it would be simple. Like I was so not worried about marketing, you know, (laughs) how, how do you deal with challenges typically? Like what's your, what's (laughs) your approach? (laughs) As most people, um, what's, you know, when you face something that's like tougher than you expected, what's your go-to strategy? Well, I cry and then I, (laughs) no, um, go for a boxing class. Yes. Yes. I work out, honestly, when I'm like stressed and anxious and, you know, I definitely work out. Um, I think I've learned, I'm trying to learn to help, let people help me more. You know, I think when you start your own business, like you're just doing everything and you're doing all the jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, sales, marketing, operations, all of it, finance, like everything, you're doing it all. So, um, you know, asking people for help and actually letting them do things and giving people responsibilities and, you know, um, all that stuff. So I think that's, I'm still trying to do that. And that's mm-hmm. like been the hardest part. Yeah. But, so am I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. It's so hard. Um, so yeah, I think like with that marketing obstacle, you know, kind of like talking to people and seeing, you know, what, you know, how can I get help for this? Cause I can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Just letting, letting people help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a big one. And, yeah. um, today, what would you say is the focus? Cause you're probably more like in a growth phase, uh, but also we're coming out of two years plus of, you know, a pandemic with gyms closed for a long time. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure that affected your business plan as well. So what's on the horizon? What are kind of next steps in your business journey? Oh my goodness. I know we're talking about normal business obstacles, but then we, we, we missed yeah. the two years of just being exactly. We've been in a crazy situation. Yeah. Um, now that it's open, you know, it's great. Um, I think, you know, it's hard on one hand, I just want to focus on this, this studio and, you know, um, you know, get this to be the best it can be, you know, uh, keep bringing in new instructors, adding more classes, getting people to the gym. That's like basically, you know, the goal right now is mm-hmm. just getting people back here because, pe- you know, it's been so long and people are so scared, I guess. And so once they come back, they're like, oh, it's amazing. You know, they're so mm-hmm. happy to be back. Um, you know, in the future, I think it, now I'm starting to talk to people about you know, expanding just more locations in Toronto. I think there's such, Mm -hmm. you know, especially after the pandemic, it's a, it's actually a crazy time because a lot of gyms closed. So it's really, 
you know, there's not much left. There were a couple other boxing studios that opened around the same time as me about two and a half years ago. And Mm -hmm. they're all gone, you know? Right. So it's just me left. So now it's like, now I got to, you know, uh, jump on it. Like it is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's an opportunity now because there's a lot of the gyms are closing and hopefully we never go back to what we just happened in the past two years. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, ideally in, you know, a couple of years, hopefully there are more studios and more people and it's, you know, running like a big business, you know. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Women in Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD services for women in business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women and Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance to give to women in business. This episode of The Brand is Female is brought to you by the University of Toronto and Rotman School of Management's one-year executive MBA. With people coming back to the office, now's a great time to deepen your business acumen, leadership, and strategic skills while you continue in your job. To find out more about the 13-month program, sign up for the online Fireside Chat series featuring three female graduates on April 19th, May 12th, and June 2nd. Visit the website to learn more about the program and sign up for the chats, rotmanemba.com. That's R-O-T-M-A-N-E-M-B-A.com. And what do you think it is that women... Um, you know, we, we, you've talked about how it's great to see that you have like such a, a, a large percentage of your clients who are women coming, go, coming to box. So why is it so important to get women to, you know, <laughs> take part in sports that traditionally have been associated to men like boxing? I mean, we, I had a, a pro hockey player a few weeks ago on the show as well. And she was like, I didn't even know that hockey was an option for me growing up mm-hmm. as a girl. So yeah. how, you know, how, what why does this matter and how do we continue breaking those barriers oh my gosh it's a big question (laughs) that's a serious question yeah I mean oh I grew up playing sports so I you know my I had two I have a brother older brother and I just wanted to be like him so I was playing sports with all the boys I was always the only girl on the hockey team like Mm -hmm. you know um and I guess it just that part didn't phase me. And then, like I said to you, I went to Queens and there was no girls in the gym. And I was like, what the, what's going on? It's crazy. So um, I just think, you know, for me, it's always been a huge priority to get girls working out and being active and being, um, you know, if they're athletic, playing sports and doing all that stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's ridiculous that we just that it's, you know, we were taught that we don't do that. I think it's mm-hmm. silly. It's just stupid. So, um, and yeah. Do you, do you think that's changing now? Because yes. there is more visibility for, you know, women's hockey teams or, sure. uh, women in professional sports in general. Um, it seems like the tide's turning a little bit. You're seeing it with your clientele. So, you know, are we making progress for the younger generation, for example? A hundred percent. I think it's so, it's completely different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, there's so many, I run a lot of kids classes here too. Oh, right. mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, millions of girls, you know, mm-hmm. it's so sweet. It's so cute. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to their hockey lessons after, or, you know, any of the, all these sports, they're, they're very active, which is nice. I definitely think, you know, it's not, it's not like the girls are just playing with their toys anymore, or their dolls or whatever we, you know, used to do. I think, mm-hmm. I think as generations keep getting older, we're, you know, we know that girls are athletic and play sports. And I think as long as they have role models and people telling them, you know, showing them that this is what you can do as well, then, mm-hmm. you know, naturally it's shifting a hundred percent as it, as it should, because it's so silly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you're part of making that change happen. So thank you for, for what you're doing. <laughs> and um, what, so an, another more intellectual question, but, <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think boxing working out? You've talked about, you know, being part of the women's hockey team forever. Um, what kind of skills, uh, does practice in these sports bring to your life? Like how do you apply things that you learn or get from sports in, you know, your everyday life and maybe even in your business? Yeah. I mean, I think I grew up playing sports competitively. I did tennis. I was actually terrible at hockey, but I did tennis. Um, so I did that forever. Um, and then I think, you know, that for sure taught me, like you just are constantly being pushed and you have to, you know, kind of stay on your own two feet. So I think in, in all sports, um, so I think that really taught me, you know, how to persevere and how to keep going. Like there's no, there's, there's no way school, you know, over the past two years we've been closed. Mm -hmm. So it's been brutal and, you know, it's so easy to just say, you know what, we're done. It's over, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because there was no end in sight. It was just kind of, you know, like, uh, looking through a dark hole. It's like, when is this going to end? So I honestly, I think growing up playing competitive sports, definitely even subconsciously kept me on my, you know, just like one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. you know, trying to improve, um, with sports, you're constantly trying to get better. You're constantly practicing the same things. You're constantly, you know, keep, you know, you keep going. It's, it's like definitely taught me perseverance. And I think over the past two years, that's been like the number one thing I've needed for sure. You know? Um, so yeah, I would say it's done. It's taught me that school didn't teach me how to persevere. Sports did for sure. Uh, That's interesting. (laughs) What does leadership mean to you as you know, you're at the helm of your business, you have a team working for you. uh, And you're probably you're you're a leader to I'm sure a lot of uh, students and kids that attend, you know, your your Mm -hmm. your classes or see you, you know, owning a space. So what's your what's your take on leadership? Yeah, I think, oh my goodness, these are like (laughs) deep questions. (laughs) Uh, um, I think I loved being a leader even when I was younger. Like I even loved being a leader in sports. I loved being, you know, even I I grew up at summer camp and I'd be, you know, like getting everyone going to play soccer, hockey or basketball. Like that was Mm -hmm. always my, you know, role in the cabin, I guess. Um, And then I think when I opened this, I think just being, you know, naturally a positive leader is something like that has such an impact on the people around you, you know, even if 
you don't notice. I think, you know, showing them instead of like telling them everything you've done, you know, showing them that you can be strong to the girls, especially I'm saying, you know, that they can be strong and they can do anything like this and they can, you know, they don't need to just follow the boys and be Mm -hmm. behind the boys and all that stuff. Um, So I think, you know, leadership, something that I've probably grown into naturally, I think, which Mm -hmm. is, I guess, maybe lucky, but um, uh, yeah. And then managing a team that, that type of leadership, I think has come more, is more challenging to me compared to, you know, when people come to the gym and leading them, you know, in that sense that I find more natural Mm -hmm. and that's something that I feel like I've grown up doing. Managing a team, like I've told you is, is more challenging for me because I have to take kind of change the leadership for me doing everything, I guess, Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, more allowing them to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I think it's just leading by example and show, you know, they're coming and they're seeing what I'm doing and they're seeing how I'm acting towards clients and how, you know, the essence and the vibe of the studio and, and, and then they follow it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm not a, uh, you know, at all. Like they do their own things here. My instructors and the people that work for me and I let them, you know, you're not a micromanager basically. You're not breathing down your necks. No, not at all. They're, they're, you know, they see, what I want and I want people to just be happy and be comfortable here and get a, and of course they get a good workout and however they want to do that, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's fine with me, you know, what so, would yeah. be your advice to somebody who's starting a business, let's say, in, you know, in a similar industry, like what's your, what would be your top tips for them? <laughs> Don't do it. You should know. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, there's a million, like, I, I would just say, you know, you spend so much time kind of like planning, planning and planning. I think everyone has ideas, you know, everyone has, you know, not everyone's creative, but so many people have ideas for businesses and they think it's, you know, I think the biggest thing is that you just got to start doing it. Like no one knows what they're doing. You know, (laughs) everyone's just, everyone's making it up. Um, And I think you just got to, kind of put one foot, I honestly put one foot in front of the other. I think that's like the biggest thing in business. Like you just got to keep, you know, moving forward. Like once you keep moving forward, naturally things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I think that's the biggest thing, like taking those risks, every, you know, these are huge risks, Mm -hmm. but, um, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that I would tell someone to just start Mm -hmm. and then, you know, get help, ask for help along the way. And when you need it, um, and don't be discouraged with every, you know, blow to the face. Um, yeah, I would just say, keep, yeah, start and then keep going, <laughs> you know, and what you've, you've mentioned before, how, you know, asking for help and, and, you know, tell kind of not being afraid of delegating or getting the experts you need to help. So what kind of network have you built for yourself and, you know, in terms of professional support, for example, or, um, you know, ex- external, uh, experts in different fields, like what, what kind of place does that occupy in, in that support network that you have around you? Yeah. I mean, like I, there's people in the fitness industry that I've spoken to obviously when I started and, 
you know, we still talk even through COVID a lot, like the other business owners in the city, you know, when the gyms are shut down, what, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to do online? Are you going to whatever? Um, like the woman I told you that owns the, uh, owns the spinning studio. I use her a lot, even for little things, you know, where'd you get your whatever speaker system, all that stuff, (laughs) you know? Um, so I think that's really important to kind of make that those connections within your industry for sure. Mm -hmm. Even just to, you know, um, be able to ask each other and support each other and all that stuff. Um, but I, you know, I use my family a lot. Like we're all from Toronto. Everyone's in the gym. Everyone's helping. Um, I think that's a big, you know, support, um, which obviously is lucky mm-hmm. that I have. But um, definitely my family, our friends, you know, everyone's here kind of helping out. Like everyone's yeah. mopping. Everyone's, you know, <laughs> Love you it. know, seriously. So um, that's been, that's been huge. Um, and then just kind of, you know, along the way, when I was first starting, I definitely, you know, just reached out to people in my life, you know, I guess that were somewhat of mentors, just like to help me go th- over my business plans and ideas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, like, I guess to talk about like the realism of the idea and all that stuff and what I can do and, and you know, people that are in business and not mm-hmm. necessarily fitness, just to dis- discuss. and. um yeah, it was a huge help, but I think the biggest the biggest support has been my family, and then you know, of course, other people in the industry, but um, more so, yeah, the people that I'm close to in the industry. <laughs> Everyone, it's it's competitive. It's crazy. You can't like mm-hmm. you know, you can't get. I don't know. Yeah, people are yeah. also yeah yeah you know. Anyways, yeah. yeah, some of them are also willing to be generous and supportive of the community. Yes. Yes, you start to you learn quickly like who you talk to, mm-hmm. you know, and who you do not talk to. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's um, part of it as well. And my actually so you you've talked, I mean, I always love asking women entrepreneurs like their kind of their routine because I don't think work life balance is a concept that actually exists, but we can kind of aspire to be closer to some kind of grounded mm-hmm. or balanced state in our lives. So Apart from working out, obviously, what are things that are important to you on a, you know, daily or weekly basis to stay sane amidst it all? Oh, my goodness. I definitely don't stay sane. I, that's another, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge challenge. I think when you start your own business, again, like trying to do everything, of course, but then um, you're just so overworked too, because you're, yeah, you know, you just are, I was, I've, constantly working obviously seven days a week like I'm you know it's insane so now I'm trying now that the gym is more established I guess um I try to not work on Sundays <laughs> so that's good okay um, that's a good start yeah that's a good start it's not really working but I'm trying <laughs> um um I do a lot of things I like to you know obviously I like to work out. I like to read. I like to play. I like music. Like I play guitar. I like to go on walks. I need to hang out with my friends. Like I'm with, you know, I need to have like those nights with my friends where I can actually like relax and have fun and all that stuff. Um, my family actually owns a children's summer camp too. So I go, yeah. So I go, I actually go to camp during the summers. I love that. Which, 
So I leave the business and Mm -hmm. I go to camp, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) But that's, um, that's a huge, you know, that keeps me sane for sure. Um, I go up north and I do all the things up north, water ski, everything. Um, Yeah, so that's the biggest thing. But it's definitely hard, like on the day to day. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, it's you gotta take, you know, relax sometimes but it's it's difficult definitely when you're opening your own business especially at the beginning for sure mm-hmm. you know um but yeah yeah <laughs> and my favorite question to ask everybody on the show what do you wish women would do less of and something that you wish women would do more of oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i just, there's no easy questions on this one that's I mean, a hard question you can handle it what do I wish women would do less of? You know, oh, I think I think when women come, let's just say in a small sense, when they come to the gym, what do I wish they would do less of? I wish they would do less of like doubting themselves. They definitely like will pick up like the little weights. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're so much stronger. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. And I'm like, you don't need to pick up those three pound weights. Like you're flying through these exercises. Yeah. You know, um, I hate that. I hate that they've like, you know, they're worried about become, you know, they don't want to be too masculine. So they don't want to lift heavier mm-hmm. weights. And it's just like this whole misconception in fitness that it's yeah. like if you god yeah. forbid you touch like a 20 pound weight you're going to become a man yeah like yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, I hate that. i'm like give me the big weights <laughs> yeah no you, and you need to and like even for you know their fitness goals they need to be lifting mm-hmm. heavier weights so yeah. I, I actually so i think that's a big thing for women that come here that i you know definitely because they're used to training with men mm. and nothing against male trainers but you know, they're only used to like working on their butt and their abs and it's like lift some, you know what I'm, yeah, it's just, so that's upsetting. So that, that we, I definitely want to see less of, but we are seeing less of it. Obviously Mm -hmm. like women are much stronger and, you know, um, in terms of like a general business sense, I think I've had really good experiences with other women in the industry. Like I've told you, so I really haven't, I've felt more um, competitive nature from the men in the industry, um, which is interesting, I guess. So I felt actually really like supported from the other women business owners um, that own gyms in Toronto. Um, so that's been really nice. So I think, you know, just seeing more of that, like, I, you know, and hopefully if I can ever do that for someone, that's great. Um, um, what else? What was What do I want to see more of? Uh, just women, you know, just, I want to see more women like coming in here, knowing that they're strong and that they're, you know, um, and being more confident in that rather than me having to tell them that they're strong and that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, I definitely have women like that, but not, I have more women that need reminding, you know? Right. Um, but it's getting, it's, 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 you know, we're getting a lot, a lot stronger and better and more confident. So I'm just nitpicking, you know, there's, there's progress being made at least for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's nothing better than when you have like the class and the women are like lifting the 15 pound weights. And then you have the guy beside lifting the five pound weights. Yeah. It's like, look how <laughs> much stronger you are. 
Like it's great. <laughs> great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good great. goal to have. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Sammy. It was great hearing no about problem. your business and, and your journey. Thank you. And best of luck with next steps for Beat Bucks. We'll check in with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. My pleasure. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Women and Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Marketing and digital growth, Kayla Gillis. And partnerships, Natalie Hope. Yeah.